Call me Danny Tanner because it's a full house on Cave Crisis, a comic book podcast hosted by me, Henry Gilbert. That's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. What you expected sounds. <laughs> Just sat down. Like nothing is loaded. All right. Okay. Hey, uh, but I'm toasting this with... Uh, Double the people we've had on the last few episodes is really exciting. First off, got Chris Antista. Hi, everybody. Pleasure to be here. Our uh, resident Walking Dead reporter, Dave Rudden. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> <laughs> well, pin a rose at your nose. I should have said it. And our beloved good old time friend, we missed him. Comet, Comet the Golden Retriever. No. <laughs> Brad Elson. You yeah. had the have mercy slot oh. and just wasted it. <laughs> I think you are the John Stamos of this. But Bullshit. Me? You say that oh, okay. again. No, I, I'm the no, one who knows how to play an instrument. My hair is excellent. Hey, Chris, when, you, when you go back to edit the episode, just cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I would say definitely uh, you're the Dave Coulier. Dave. Uh, that is the most fun this episode will be. <laughs> no, come on. We're going to have tons of fun. This is Hold the. On, in case you don't know, this is the weekly uh, comic book podcast on lasertimepodcast.com where we talk about all the big events in the world of comic books and their associated films. Though, on the schedule today, no comic there book movie talk. No what? casting, no nothing, None? guys. I, we'll see if that You don't want to talk about Star Wars way. Rogue One? Well, no. I mean, that's not even comics. Like, mm-hmm. well, though I do have a Star Wars comic. I know comic you do. <laughs> um, uh, let's see, though. Although we did just watch a comic book TV show oh, for five minutes before we started I, this. I do. Wait, are we going to talk about it? Let's just talk. About I it. don't want to keep shit on powers because I did. I, I Chris, like... tell me how did it feel? <laughs> oh boy! So yeah, we only happened. have opinions about the first five minutes of powers. <laughs> well, I watched a little more than that. Okay. Well, so powers, in case you are unaware. Powers has been a comic for like over ten years. Like it's an it's an old on, indie, ongoing. Uh, yeah, it's still ongoing. Wow. They just rebooted it, and uh, created by Brian Michael Bendis. That Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Avenoming, and it was a that book. Michael Avenoming, <laughs> and I really I love that book when I first read it. Where they like, get their names? The Screen Actors Guild. When <laughs> I really liked that book when it was um, you know fresh and right after September 11th. Wait, wait, it was just wait, very wait, interesting. Wait. Before it was cool. Before it was cool, and but I know that they've been trying to make it into to, to a TV show for a long time. Though I always hoped it would be an animated series, but then PlayStation, better. Yeah. PlayStation decided to make it into a show, mm-hmm. and boy, was the first five minutes like oof. Painful. I had to show it That's to you a guys. Painful moment. I don't. I don't think it was because. Uh, if you remember when HBO started making original programming, it was like, yeah, we're HBO. You paid for this already. We're going to... Do you remember things like Hardcore TV and Dream oh, yeah. On? Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. Some uh, of it has some like... season of us. It has inexcusable R-rated elements. The and Spawn H- cartoon. And HBO kind of got over that and just makes yeah. programming. And this is... No, it definitely felt like in some episodes of Sopranos, they're like, we got to have a stripper here. I, it's I, not, I or it's that. not Sopranos. I have so. heard that about... A couple of HBO shows. There's a, could you tit it up a little bit? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Powers was just clearly like we're operating with free rights to do whatever we want, present a story however we want, and it's very accurate to a comic book. And you, it's very easy to laugh at as a yeah. result. Well, 
It did, it did seem like that kind of, like, we didn't really modify the dialogue to fit the screen. And it, it was more comic book dialogue. And you didn't even hear, like, when the, the dialogue gets super Bendis-y, super Kevin Smith-y. But, and, like, like, nobody... nobody ta- it's, yeah. like, it's disconcerting how little people actually talk like the, how you're talking right now. They're, they're, talk- they're talking to be read, not heard. Everything everything about it is amateur, like, including the, the, the lead is the most amateur actor ever, the guy who wandered into the shot of District 9 and was cast by his Charlito buddy. Charlito Copley. Charlo Copley or something. Charlito so he, he's the he, worst thing in the so world. He's, got, he's good in Chappie. Is he? Yeah, he's the only yeah, good thing about Chappie. He's fantastic in District 9. Yeah. I was ready to accept Old Boy as a remake of a movie I love dearly, mm-hmm. and he, his role in it is fucking terrible. Uh, but he's clearly playing He's playing the Bob Hoskins, I'm the uh, white guy cop who's trying to hide his accent. for this shit. Oh, just, you mean that he's... I thought he's, he's Bob Hoskins in well, I said the it, Roger Rabbit in our commentary. Just like he hates. I like the way Bob Hoskins talks in Roger Rabbit because there's no other person in the world who talks like that character because mm-hmm. he's so deeply Welsh and Cockney, trying to cover that as a 1940s Welsh and detective. Welsh Cockney, totally different areas but, of the United. I Kingdom. don't know. It's all Narnia to me, man. I don't <laughs> fucking know that area. Never been over there. Let's kick, uh, let's so, start a trip, and I'll fucking I'll correct. What myself. was egregious to me in the five minutes we watched was how much. <laughs> Like, that is bad writing 101 to just have Mario Lopez show up Dude, and explain <laughs> everything it, it does, immediately. It does the, 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 it's okay. I'm okay with the newscaster cliche that, tip, that wraps up, like, the entire premise in the one digestible package. <laughs> but it wasn't. Meanwhile, this character was doing this, and this is what this entire organization does. But why is the head of Entertainment Tonight telling me about the police they, station? They could have gotten Mario Lopez to play a newscaster. It, Albeit could, he would be terribly miscast. Well, <laughs> no, it was supposed to feel riffing the headlines. He's and clearly never like... read the word negligence in any of his news about the Divergence <laughs> films. Well, also, I like, feel like there would be better told... I mean, it, this, this is more expensive than having uh, one person read things to you. <laughs> but to kind of how the Watchmen movie summarized all the prior stuff with that like montage mm-hmm. as as the credits roll. Well, that's where like the you greatest can... montage ever. It's yeah. a great one, yeah. but but so I have a part I, of that I have movie. a better one, uh, <laughs> and you've seen it. Okay, wait, no, you haven't seen it. Raising Arizona. I've seen it. Raising Arizona. The first twenty minutes is this hyper montage of the, the right. entire characters' lives, and then you get into the situation of the movie. Right, but I'm thinking for a recurring opening segment for a, a show because this one, the credits roll during a, a sort of. Not even a rave scene. It's like a bar in San Francisco. That was such a sad rave scene. It's a regular bar in San Francisco, so I'm <laughs> like, is this supposed to look weird? Because this just mm. looks like every bar. They here. didn't have the money for a real bar or something. Well, that's, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not to, slamming that bar. I'm not I'm trying to like, slam the show at all right now because yeah. it is. It is wearing what it's con can, can, can do that other other places can't on its sleeve. Well, all right. As a as a reader of the books, what mm-hmm. I didn't like also about the Mario Lopez thing mm-hmm. was that it was it was a sign of distrust by the creators of the show because. The five things he revealed in there, mm-hmm. in the comic, were eked out over oh. 30 issues. Oh. And, like, you don't know that he used to be a superhero yeah, until, like, I issue didn't 13. Know that. I didn't you know didn't that. know about his relationship with Eddie Izzard's guy mm-hmm. until, like, like 20. And they just, like, in five minutes, they're like, we, the, the audience needs to know all this right now. Explain it all right now. Like, we I mean, don't have time for mystery. I mean, you got to see where they go with it, though. You watch five minutes. But House of, House of Cards... You, like, still, you haven't the, heard the kind of dialogue coming from the This one girl was giving me a blowjob and a head caught on fire. <laughs> like, that's like a line, I'm paraphrasing a bit, but that is a line that is said in all sincerity. And it's, right. And there's a lot of weird uh, You're right, I should judge it on five minutes. There's, a lot, there's a lot of weird dialogue in there. Was it 
Brian Michael Bendis who did the presentation at E3 yeah, that yes. went on way that too went long. Over like long, he has yeah. he never been at a press conference where it's like got you know we have things we have to show. Keep it quick. I think he went off to like gi- I, I assume he's just used to giving whatever presentation he feels mm-hmm. like, or he's yeah. probably just giving very like loose presentations at Marvel things or pit or pitch meetings and movies. I think he's, he's never used to been on presentations st- where people know who he is. And yeah, that too. He is used to being the big dog. Yes. On top you know of like, is, you want to hear him talk. On top of going way long, he also revealed nothing like visual, like in terms of they visual. Revealed, that was the only like, show I remember yeah, being revealed logo. by. Us. Here's a, here's concept art. It's a television show. Well, you're shooting. That Tell is us that, who's in it or something. Like give us something. That's what I mean. That's how James Cameron talked about the Avatar game at E3 that's true. a long time. But ago. he's James Cameron. He, he I don't but know. We, I've said this. Maybe, I feel like people know him better than. I've, I've oh, yeah. Maybe more on Video Game Apocalypse. But we make fun of shit like Heavy Rain, but Heavy Rain tried something super daring and bold, and it's easy to make fun of because you've never seen anything like that before. But it's people like that that will end up shaping even greater things by taking those risks. So I'm not slamming powers. It's just fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's a really weird show to watch. I did not expect it to be. I, it does very much right now look like a video game cutscene. Amateur <laughs> actors delivering amateur dialogue. It reminded uh, me. This is again not that bad. It reminded me of watching like Sewer Shark or Ground Zero. <laughs> Te- watching Gra- Ground Zero, <laughs> well, that's Texas. Definitely an insult. See, no, but like that, like amateur. Like I mean, it obviously has much better, <laughs> more money and better production. Mm-hmm. But it reminded me of that, like that, like we got to establish some camaraderie fast. <laughs> Like, yeah. oh, what's boy. going on over there, Lopez? Ah, oh, the predator's giving me well, shit. Well, you keep at it. Hey, your son's in track meet or something. Can we put the prisoner in jail well, first? Because he has powers, yeah, as is the name I of the show. One the phone tra- before I could lock the jail. One hold the on, tra- I dropped my phone. Let me bend over and pick it up and before the superpower. Pa- the superpower jail, so that's also in the lobby. Yeah. Well, the tragic, the it's tragic just things like that. Of, like the tragic death of his partner happens immediately. Mm-hmm. Like that's another like mega cliche, and they just do it like. Like, they packed the first four minutes with so many cliches of, like, him looking at stuff and feeling impotent and, like, wish I could do this. I can't. Me. (laughs) Uh, All right. But we... So... And and you will... Like, here's something that will... I I guarantee I can get people killed. Have a drink every time someone says the word powers. (laughs) It doesn't matter if they say powerless and the word powers in it. You know what? Fine. Take that one off. You will be dead after the first 20 (laughs) minutes of the show. They say that uh, word so fucking much. Um, so, speak, uh, but let's move on to real things we read. Though Warrior I also comes. wanted to say, I won't go into it because none of you guys else watched it, but the season finale of Steven Universe was like a, like, uh, basically like an hour-long special. It was awesome. Like, so good. Everybody needs to be watching I heard Steven something Universe. similar about Gravity Falls. Yeah, the gra- well, Gravity Falls just had its amazing cliffhanger that's like, Feels like oh this is a changes everything yeah. kind of cliffhanger that which is a show I like but like I yeah. can't watch on a regular basis it's in stream it because they yeah. wear they show it very irregularly in my narrow view of Hollywood Kristen Shaw is like the most powerful actress <laughs> yeah oh, the newest episode of the last uh, Man yeah. on Earth was really good Maybe too I regret everything I said about it but it's well and, oh and January Jones because I bet you said some not nice things about January Jones I never well. have I don't have a problem with January, really? January Jones He's, I figured you, you were of the rest of the internet who well, hate her for some well, reason well yeah everybody well I think she had Skylar syndrome when she was like yeah. the the wife of the cool dude who sucks like, I think she's cool gorgeous dudes. I like her character on the show mm-hmm. she I, was the white queen yeah, she was, she I, was actually I, really bad as a white <laughs> I don't remember her being particularly bad in that movie. Well, they, she had nothing to do, like except wear sexy lingerie and act like it was. I, I think she's gorgeous. I think she's super. Oh, pretty. It yeah, was just that the, the, the show became when she came on it. Like this is a Friends episode. 
And these first two episodes are like this bleak, oh, yeah. why the last man kind of shit, and this is just a sitcom now. It's yeah. it's funny to see Does that make the apocalypse sense now, turn it's funny to see the apocalypse turn into a sitcom. Yes. I like it was like I oh, think that's that a funny situation. I do. It's just like I hope the rest of the show isn't this because the first two episodes are well, I don't know. I, I would I like Will Forte doing anything, even if it's like recycling old uh, hoary uh, well, sitcom could, cliches. Like, there could be true. a status quo change at the end of every episode. Yeah, you never like we're in the exist. Wild West with the Last Man on Earth. We're talking about the Last Man on Earth, Hilson. You should check out the first two episodes. Uh, all right, it's lovely. Yeah. Uh, Add that to the list of things I'll be recommended. The show. Stop it. <laughs> all right. So who read stuff? I read four books, all starring women, because that's how progressive I am. Oh, damn. Um, uh, but also the comics. <laughs> <laughs> but also the comics I read starring men didn't come out this week. So. Uh, and the, none of the regular uh, ones I read. I would really like to borrow your fade out uh, trade. Did anybody way. else read Leia number two? I didn't. I didn't. I meant to because I did like the first one. I, uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom and Leia number two. <laughs> Princess Leia number two <laughs> that was my is head. really good. It, um, I mean, Mark Wade is awesome. I didn't think I didn't think you have such skill for the world of Star Wars, but he really does. Turns mm-hmm. out he's a good writer. And it also like made Who it touches on things that show like it, it builds in character stuff that should have been in the films, but you never really got to of Leia of like showing Leia's more adventurous side, showing that like yeah, she's the daughter of a Jedi. No, I, like, I think she showing, she has an adventure. She has a, the spirit you to want to do crazy stuff. Don't get to see much of the burden of her position politically yeah. as a royal. <laughs> but what are you laughing? I at? was just, wow. I was so confused about the star. Like I. Turning on the Star Wars part of my... Who cares? It, is it on now? It's on. It's, it's on, on now. But for a lo- ten straight seconds, I was like, who's Princess Leia's parents? <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I'm just like going like, is it like that that, that dude who's Checking, next to her? Like, no, wait, that's that... Oh, right. Jimmy Smith. Yes. And I got it. It's Jimmy Smith. I was blinking. Uh, and they even go to Naboo, and Naboo's cool. And like, they... It's, it's they, weird to see Naboo in that universe. Yeah, but they... they but just blow that planet up. They go to Naboo. Well, no, they did, already did that to Alderaan. They can't do it again. But we never saw her care. But not that awful geisha pageantry horse shit that Lucas seemed to be fixated on, just as a little weird... Here's a thing that's weird. Like California, a mm. weird-ass desert planet that has this oasis in the middle of it. Mm. And you expect all these... And it does have the scenes you'd expect, which are just like... Hey, this is a wink to what's going to happen later, <laughs> but did, but they're good. I I don't know is I don't know if number three's out at this point, but Darth Vader I read. It's really neat, right? I, read, I haven't read three. The I, three I, is not yet. Okay, I read one and two, mm-hmm. and I really liked loved, it. I loved them, yeah. even though I thought I tweeted this, but like buying Darth Vader number one is the most cliched thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you guys hear Darth Vader number one is out? Oh, God, but no, it was great. I love the idea, like seeing, especially number two, like just seeing Vader. As this put out, like yes, super marginalized, like you, you are to blame for the Death Star blowing like, up. You fucked up, buddy. Like everyone like, thinks your hokey nonsense is stupid, but even mm. though the Emperor is like knows it's not, mm. but still is like, well, you did fuck up. Yeah, the Emperor's it, like, you're in the doghouse now. Prove me or shouldn't be. You yeah, be. and it was like we could have, and like was it Tarkin who was like uh, Grand Moff Tarkin? Uh, wait, didn't he blow up on the Death Star? Oh yeah, so you're talking. No, the, the dude who took over. I forget his name, but he's <clears> the dude he choked. Yeah, but he and he's like we Admiral could, and he was like that Death Star was a huge waste of money. We could have built 20 mm-hmm. Super Star Destroyers mm-hmm. for that and look at you idiots. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, what's what I, I get for hiring a fucking mystical ninja from a former age. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah. Going on, son. Just because you're my Sith my Sith apprentice doesn't mean you're a good leader of what the What I Empire. didn't get, though, is the, the opening fake crawl, right? When you mm-hmm. open up the, the fake digital comic. Not enough trade embargoes? Well, there's not enough politics. No, it was like... 
it it's positioning it almost like from like empire propaganda, right? Where like, oh, the empire, the, the glorious empire suffered a defeat to those nasty rebels. Yeah, it's written from Vader's perspective. It is, except they still call it like our peacekeeping thing, the Death Star, mm-hmm. and it's like you can't weasel your way around. You call it Death Star <laughs> because a Death Star, yeah, it's true. is meant yeah. to to kill. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Hey, it technically worked. So these uh, all these great Star Wars comics really make me hopeful for the next comics. The the Star Wars are going to get comics uh, along with books and other things mm-hmm. that are basically like the explanation of things from Jedi to Seven, like the nineteen eighties all over again. They're going to so because the previous what happened after Jedi, which was actually a book I read, it was like peace uh, tr- uh well, like, the thrawn trilogy no this was uh well this is before the thrawn trilogy they did an uh like the corellian peace accord or something it was called <laughs> sounds great where just oh, basically God. all the empire the the empire and the and the rebellion like make a truce at the end of the on on the on the force movement or i'm tired of talking about this sorry <laughs> uh, okay did you see this went around on tumblr and social media mm-hmm. uh-huh. that the gif of uh the guy running escaping cloud city and a guy yeah. runs by with yeah. the, yes what, the ice maker. It's an ice cream maker, and then here it is at the toy, and they even put the ice cream maker as the toy. But then the best part of that is, and I think anyone who read any extended universe can relate to this, but like, they're like, oh no, that's names the guy. That (laughs) that person has a name, that extra. Oh, that person has a name, a backstory, and on that day they single handedly saved the rebellion. (laughs) And that is how so many. I read like two or three different Star Wars books like that, where it's like a grab bag of tales of the bounty hunters, and Mm -hmm. tales from Jabba's palace, and tales. And it's like, yeah, and IG-88 became the Death Star and was about to go Skynet and take over everything right until they blew it up. Oh, IG-88 almost took over the universe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, we didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and just, then, it's fan fiction to make your favorite character the most important by character J. in Anderson, the world. Anderson, who helps ruin the Dune books. Oh, no, I didn't know that about Kevin D. Anderson. Well, he works on the mm-hmm. books with Frank Herbert's son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those books aren't good. Don't read them. Uh, I read Squirrel Girl number three. Damn, Damn beatable Squirrel Girl number three. Really good. Need to read those. Really funny. I love the I love the artist on it. Like, Have you not read them at all? She's the best. Oh, the first one's good. It's, got, it's all Craven. This stuff is so expensive. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's where I'm at. Because like uh, people were a lot of people were talking about Bad Girl this week, and I've been dying to look at it. Like I keep trying but to catch up discounted. on. I want to catch up on fucking uh, New Avengers because mm. that's where all the yeah, yeah, yeah. world breaking thing. And I I've read almost and same thing with Uncanny X Men and all, and all new. I was kept up for like. All of it, I and did, then first twelve at least, and then I missed like the last six months, and I'm like, it's gonna cost me wait four dollars each. Not with your Marvel now, and it's like that it ran out. Well, but but, also, but even like, that's six months ago. So. Well, yeah, you wouldn't get to see the last six mm. months because it yeah. wouldn't be in there. It's just like it's so much money to get caught up, and like I blow through them for that fast, and I'm like, yeah. well, that's. I sat here and spent twelve dollars, and it's been twelve minutes. <laughs> Maybe for, we shouldn't have a comic. I don't read that. I don't read expensive. that. I don't read that fast. I, I, found I know that, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but I, it's like I specifically like I'm going to try Darth Vader number no, one be, because Bendis, I would normally never read. This. I heard Bendis acknowledge like how expensive comics are. Yeah. they are super. It's the, just the like the amount of time get, you like, put into them; they're super expensive. Yeah, and it's like, oh well, you're you know you got the artist, you got this, you got that, and it's like I know that a lot of work goes into it. And mm-hmm. The profits for comics have always been pretty thin mm-hmm. for individual mm-hmm. issues, but. When it's three dollars or four dollars for a comic, it's like I can 
buy games for that price. Yeah. I can buy movies for that yeah, price. Not, yeah. that, the competition yeah. that you're right the that com- have hundreds of people making those things. Back when I started reading comics, I remember the price was a dollar twenty-five, yeah. and a game you're was an still old man. a game was still fifty dollars. Yeah, it was still fifty bucks, and mm-hmm. now everything is like, sl- and like and, this checks out. Uh, and then thank you, Steam sales, making comics worth. Well, it's not just Steam sales, <laughs> but it's just like indie games. It's mm-hmm. PSN. It's it's even totally. 3ds eShop for like oh Gunman Clive. I could do that or read one comic book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one like <laughs> granted that's not a that game's two hours long, but that's still uh, still long in the much longer than if I read a trade. Like it's uh, just I love reading comics. It's just gotten this point where there's so much I want to read and I'm paralyzed with decision. For real, no, and won't all, and I won't think, spend anything. Isn't that being in your 30s just paralyzed it, with decision? And, I think. Well, I think it's well, I know being, exactly. I think it's I being your 30s. The world won't let me do it. And it's, <laughs> it's also the media landscape now. I'd like to think that's what Laser Time does. It's like well. Here's stuff we're doing because we had to make a choice in what to do in this this land of infinite choice. But if you have it's, enough, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's what even if you have the, all the money in the world, you don't have all the time in the world. Well, that's, well, that's the I, thing is, I have the money. I just it's the time. I've Man, been, I've, to I've, be I've, a teenager, <laughs> to have the time and not the money. The time, yeah. I would prefer the time over the well, money. Well, because we're older. Well, now these days, yeah, that it's such an old man statement to make. Like, I wish I had more time than money. Um, but <laughs> well, and now I, if we were kids, now with all that free time, we could just steal all the shit and not even like yeah. we, money wouldn't matter. We just steal it. It's not like, totally not an issue for me when I when I shut down Laser Time CMS at midnight and like what am I supposed to do for the remaining ten minutes of my consciousness? <laughs> um, well, yeah, hey, speaking, whiskey. do you want to uh, beg for something now, Chris? No, uh, we, we do have commentaries up there. It is the we could as just as easily called the tax pack. It is the Laser Time IRL cartoon commentary pack. Animation, live action hybrids, uh, Who Framed mm-hmm. Roger Rabbit, Space Jam, pay $1, those are yours. Good as mm-hmm. yours. Pay over the $5 minimum. Holy shit, you get Cool World, which is fucking terrible, and I wish we hadn't had that as the But shirt. we have fun talking about it. It, it, it. Like I'm sure if you're a fan of ours, if you listen to our shows, you know what Cool World is. It has to be a curiosity in the back of your brain. Mm-hmm. How does that movie hold up? What's it about? Turns out it's not worth your time. But we didn't, <laughs> want, to, we didn't want to hold Space Jam or Roger Rabbit hostage into the $5 because that seemed unfair. But for the $10 donation, we have an awesome physical item coming to you. So if you donate via PayPal, make sure your address information is up to date. Um, we're working with a couple people to get their addresses. And we should have something to show you very soon. It's nothing huge, but it will be a physical item with a, that Laser Time fans will dig. Exciting. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, now that we're done with that, I also, read, I also read Silk Number 2, which is okay, mm-hmm. but it does feel redundant in the... It, it's starting to feel slightly redundant in the world with Spider Woman. The new, the redesigned Spider Woman and Silk books mm-hmm. I, have such a similar tone and art style that I'm waiting for something yeah. more to make them different. I actually thought about that because I was like, why haven't I read Silk? Because I read all <laughs> the stuff leading up to her. Is Silk, the girl who got bit by the same spider. Yes. Well, no, no, she's the clone. No, no, the, she's bit by the same Brett spider. Was right. Yes. Yeah. But she's been kept in a bunker for years yeah. and years. That's and years. the new show on Netflix. Yes. Mm. What? No. Silk no. Stalking says David Duchovny. <laughs> Unbreakable Kimmy yes. Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, it is very similar to Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt in that setup. That's true. Uh, uh, but it was then I, I I felt bad for not like should I be reading that? And then I was like, wait, I, there's nothing that compelling about her in the original story that makes me want to read about mm. Silk. They She's give, a separate Spider-Man. They give her we a little more. Those. She well, her search for her family is interesting, mm. and that she also is like. The writer is somewhat like they imply she's slightly on the spectrum, even that she like mm. can, she has super photographic memory, but is also very awkward around people because she's been in a bunker yeah. for ten years. It's an, it's interesting. So you would recommend it? Yeah, because I, yeah. I experienced the same bummer. Like I loved the uh, Spider Gwen 
Uh, edge edge of uh, Spider Verse first issue. I'm like, that's awesome. And then the issue comes out, and like, there's no way I'm reading this. This out of the three, an Elseworld Spider Man. Out of the three of them, mm-hmm. Spider Gwen, Silk, I and the woman. reboot of Spider Woman. Spider Woman is that has actually been my favorite so, so far. So Spider Gwen, yeah. Is this some fallout from Spider Men's verse? Verse. Yep. And hey, you don't have to date on Spider Gwen. I never read it. Okay, yeah. In well, they had the four part Edge of Spider Verse thing. Yeah. Pre-Spider-Verse, so, so Spider-Man Noir, and then the, a universe where Gwen Stacy is Spider-Man and Peter Parker dies. Gwen Stacy is bit her by Uncle it. Ben. Right, and she somehow gets caught in our timeline. Yeah, yeah. What, okay. yes, and she gets caught in our timeline. She's in a punk band called the Mary Janes with Mary Jane, Gloria It was Grand. a really cool, Edge of Spider-Verse, that was a super cool, like, otherworldly thing. I thought no, it was No, as, as a, yeah, as an And then I read the first fine. issue, it was like... It was a cool no, one. I'm not fucking doing this. It was a very popular Elseworlds story that then was so popular in its one issue. They're like, "F it, let's make a whole book." And as a book, it's, yes. it's <laughs> Dave. It's like when Fandango came out and he danced, ah. and everyone starts <laughs> Fandangoing in the in the stands. Have a whole show for this, and okay. then and then they think we should keep doing this mm. and oh make boy. it make more dancers. We'll see how Spider Gwen keeps going. I do well, like, that's the, you they, like they, they, <laughs> you, I love seeing I love other Marvel characters show Me too, up too. Yes. Like those. Are no, great. I did. I did love that part, but to. Uh, I've been given uh, digital codes. Thank you very much, uh, Segalactico, who recently gave me some codes. If there's but, any the Spider Verse codes, be, I would love to. Get I'd be paying four dollars for these. Probably wouldn't read them. You just said you had the money. I know. As soon as I said it, I'm like, but but that's what causes me to not read it. I just sit in that store and look at like I don't yeah. know where to go because yeah. I'm ten issues behind I mean, everything. That's, that's also why collections are so attractive. Like yeah. someone can recommend. It's easier to recommend an arc than an issue. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! I, I, like, have you guys read? TMNT? The, no, I want to read... Re- a, it's really good. And I'm the not Transformers up, comic, but damn it. Shane spoiled this for me on... Uh, Shane Patterson. Shane Patterson. He's, it, it's the I saddest... that guy. It's the saddest... He's getting married soon. He's, he's got a... He's got good a for him. Great life going on. He's in Puerto Rico right now. Um, hopefully I'll be there soon. Too. I don't know if I'm going to be looking. Uh, but... Uh, well, you better have Shane doesn't listen to this. Um, well, my girlfriend might put it. Anyway, um, <laughs> he, said, he said, I look, I know none of you care about Ninja Turtles and care even less about comic books. This is his post on Facebook, yeah. but I'm really bummed right now because they just killed Donatello. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, whoa! <laughs> yes, that's uh. so. That's I'm guessing that's news throughout the comic universe, wow. and it's worth talking about even if we're not reading. Because fuck, they killed. Can you you couldn't kill a Ninja Turtle? Remember when they killed Chewbacca? No. What in the books? Yeah, in like an expanded universe? universe. Yeah. What after like 80 years? Yeah. Of the ex- well, like 20 years. Yeah. Um, and lastly, Donatello's twenty years. Just because out. there there had been a ton of Batgirl talk over the weekend, I finally got the first issue of the Batgirl reboot. Yeah, uh, I really it, want to jump into that. Batgirl thirty five. I gave it a read. It's really good, but I I I I like the look of it. The writing is interesting, but the one thing I can't I'm having trouble divorcing my brain from is I loved Gail Simone's run on Batgirl, like and her interpretation of Batgirl was so good. It was so specific to Gail Simone and. This is the issue that this issue follows directly over Simone's last issue, and it is such a break from it. And like Barbara Gordon is acting very different because it's a new take on the character, but it is such a break from the way Gail Simone wrote her mm-hmm. that like my brain is having these reactions of like, no, wait, well, well, and it doesn't help that it's like it's not a yeah, clean it's not, break. it's not a number one. It's not, and it's and like she's saying goodbye to her old roommate in the start of it, and then she meets uh, Black Canary, and she's like. Oh, Black Canary, we don't talk to each other anymore, whatever. But, like, like Barbara's been reset a bit because she's now, like, flighty and forgetful and no, she drinks too you... much at a party. And it's just like, 
That is, I'm not saying that's a bad character, but it's not the Barbara Gordon I've been reading until recently. When you, so when you describe it like that, it reminds me of like if you ever liked a failed sitcom back in the day, and it comes back in its second season, and the studio has retooled it so it's like barely recognizable. And <laughs> this guy has a kid, and now there's a laugh track. <laughs> Sports Night. Yep, Sports yeah. Night's a good example. Yeah. Uh, but okay, but that's Are all. We hit the laugh track yeah. <laughs> But that's all that that's all that I read. So did anybody else read anything? I read I read How to Find Powers. Uh, that's, no, As that's a PS Plus uh, subscriber, you should have right. access. I have some things that I want. I do want to read Batgirl like desperately mm. because I did. I did. Really, I didn't end up reading it until uh, Death of the Family, mm-hmm. and that that turned out. To, all the comics you had to read to follow that whole storyline. Yeah, uh, that was the absolute best. I read Batgirl and the Batman. Yeah, of, of Death of the Family. Oh, but it's just like I'm never. Gonna, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm never reading Red Hood. Nothing you can do. <laughs> yeah, you're there. never gonna get me there. It's not happening. But I meant, I meant to. I meant to catch up on it then, and I feel terrible that. But it's four dollars an issue. What are you gonna do? I, I'm still. Well, buying now Endgame. the Batgirl. Now the for the reboot of Batgirl is two bucks, mm-hmm. and I bet who knows maybe it'll go on sale again soon. Like they DC puts just out they don't sales have digital lot. collections, and that's where my impulses tend to go. They only put out digital collections when a physical copy is coming out. Yeah, like that's what, that's how Marvel. And but they DC don't put it on Comicsology at all. There are no what, DC, the collections. They're like there. There are like a handful of DC phys, like digital collections, and they're the big ones that you probably read a billion times. Mm-hmm. Watchmen, Killing Joke, Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. I think it's there's a little more than that. I'd have, I saw I when I went to Batgirl to get issue thirty five. I saw the six Batgirl collections the, that preceded it that were written by uh, well, I, Gail Simone. I could be wrong, but I still and I still want to harp on this because Anne thoroughly disagrees with me. Okay, I think Amazon shot Comicsology in the foot by mm. pulling them off of the in-app purchases. Yeah, they really hurt. The end of in-app purchases sucks. That site. I can barely browse it on my iPad. Mm-hmm. It never saves my information. It is not yeah. easy to buy anything. Uh, it's, it works okay if you're I, on my com- when I just associate sitting at a keyboard as work. Yeah. And when I'm holding my iPad, I'm that's that's pleasure. I, yeah. it, 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 I mean, I don't I don't have any problem navigating the storefront because I bought it's sex criminals in a McDonald's. It's so. literally. <laughs> it's literally. That sounds uh, gross. It's for me. It's, it's I did it while I was downloading. It just a game. seems like literally seventeen <laughs> extra steps for reading yeah, the next issue of something. Yeah. It's like, like how could you do that to well, yourself? Well, that's not the thing. So I they don't to, read... to give a third of their money to can someone. Buy I mean, would that not be? You know how many comics I bought just in like. Amazon. I want to read this now. It's not I that want. Amazon doesn't like. Oh, Amazon's fine without that money. Like they're not going to go poor. They don't want Apple to have it. Mm-hmm. Like that's why. Which is ridiculous. They're not going to win that fight. Just no, like, but I think what Henry's saying that's part of the fight. It's just about. I like, know. Not it's like don't Apple. let that. It's like you're, That's not going to matter. We that, can't, we, if Apple goes out, down, it's not because you guys <laughs> took DC off Comicsology. Yeah. Like that's not it's how it works. Not putting a USB port on your fucking laptop. Um, um, Apple talk, tech talk, guys. Dave's Tech Minute? Mm. No. <laughs> uh, can someone ex- summarize Batman Eternal? Because I bought like the first four and I realized mm. how many more issues there were. I, I have not been reading it. I, I did. I read the first couple issues. That's, I thought that's it was cool. With, uh, it's like almost a Gordon story. Yeah, it's really part, very right? Gordon heavy. The first two or three. And, and, that's, I, was like, and I did like that. I did, but yeah. all I read was the first two Yeah, or three. but it's like, oh, one of 30. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, really? God damn it, man. Mm. Super price. Which is on me for coming in late, but it's still like. These no, things should be well, 99 cents. They're just PNGs. It was a weekly comic. I still think of all mediums, comics 
punish early adopters the most financially, and it's not mm-hmm. it's not right. Everybody else, everybody I else. Think, I think that's because the business model was built on it being so proper, and you pay a premium to read it immediately. I know, I know, I know, I know, and that's kind of how most Patreons work. But Ugh. it's like no other like legitimate business works like that. There's always a financial incentive for you to come in right away, mm-hmm. and comics has have none of that at all. No mm. pre-order bonuses, no digital exclusives, really. I did uh, patronize my local comic shop. And oh, bought your what, LCS? What, what if Volume Seven? And I didn't realize Ooh, it was Volume what? Seven. There's a what if? There was a what if collection, and what? it was like I love those. Things. I know, and I was like, this is mine. And I would look down. It's like Volume Seven. What the fuck? There's been seven. There's six more. And uh, yeah, so I'm gonna try to get all those. So yeah, it's classic. like classic what if. No, I, yeah. I, I would say Marvel cards expanded my knowledge of the Marvel universe yeah, a lot. Definitely. But what if really like yeah. you? I, I got those all at the library. I loved what if stories. They taught you so much about everything that's going on. <laughs> like one of them in there is like what if? Uh, I guess Sue Storm married Namor. Well, I was like, Ooh. no. One of them is what if Sue Storm had died when the Fantastic Four were made and another one's like what if Hulk finally like lost it and what if uh, uh, I don't well, know they're always I really always, fun well I mean the, the first cover was what if Spider-Man did join the Fantastic Four and then there was also uh, there was one I really like which uh, this was a you can tell it's a very 90s one by the concept what if the Punisher got Venom's suit oh god <laughs> it was and basically it turns out to like the Punisher just goes to the church Five minutes before Eddie Brock does, uh, and so bonds to him, and then impl- and then he passes by Eddie Brock, implying Eddie Brock just kills himself man, like he planned on. That's how, and yeah. and then Venom just Punisher uses Venom to shoot bullets. He's like, oh, instead of this costume making webs, it makes bullets, and I shoot people. I uh, <laughs> remember when you guys weren't here for this, and I don't know if you're regular listeners, but we did uh, SNL superhero sketches, mm-hmm. and there was a. Really weird superhero uh, Superman <laughs> sketch from the seventies where Superman is uh, was landed in Germany as a Nazi and Dan Aykroyd plays Superman and Michael Palin plays Hitler. Really weird because there's not much funny about it, but the whole thing it, it's an eight minute sketch because in the mid seventies they didn't really know how to present a what if scenario about <laughs> Superman. So I, I I'd seen clips of that sketch, but it's structured within a fake, an elongated fake talk show. What <laughs> if? <laughs> and I yelled about it in an article. Like, why would anybody have a what if talk show? It's like, one, you don't have any idea what was on television in the fucking 70s, apparently. Mm-hmm. Especially talking about, and like, and then the more we talked about it, and it's like, why doesn't a what if show exist right now? Well, where just what, somebody on a talk show goes, what if this? What if people that just happened? Said. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to secure funding. I can't secure funding. <laughs> but I, You're going to go to ABC I'm, I'm offices planning, right now. I'm planning like, to see. What about? Dude, I think that could totally completely work any medium any this or that yeah. like little like and then flashing dramatizations expert <laughs> nerds talking about shit I'm like I feel like that would be a nerdist video series I made fun of that completely but like I would watch the shit out of that I would love to be a part of that holy shit while you're yeah. pitching that can you also pitch my show which What's is uh, The Molecular Man you thought uh, I had the clip loaded. I was yeah. sure you were going to play the molecular. Man. I'll, I'll, get, the molecular I'll, I'll get it for the next man. segment. You decided. Uh, what is anybody? Uh, we, also got, we also got Saga Volume Four. That's yeah, yeah. I, fuck, I picked that up, but I'm like two, uh, two issues behind Volume Three. It's yeah, such, I'm in the middle of three, but so four came out. So are they? Are they at the author's author's place? Oh, that's that's three. That's four, three. four. You'd know you're in four, and not three. No, no, it's I'm in three. Fancy. No, but I'd say. Four, there. It's just like I can't. Three rem- is the end of Act One. I four can't is the start of Act Two. Where I left off. So there's a big break between three and four. 
Uh, yeah, but Saga's great. You don't need us to say Saga's great for like the 80th time. Why not? Uh, Dave, nothing. Uh, it's, uh, it's Walking time Dead. For Dave, yeah. r- the real Talking Dead, right uh, here. Yeah. I believe I have uh, an intro to your Walking Dead yeah. segment. You ready? Yeah. Still playing fastball, son? What is this? Uh, oh man! Really? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? No, it's different. I put some different stuff in there. Yeah. I think we should hear this out. Uh, we're really gonna listen to the whole thing. It's just been one long and broken cycle. Little dick, it's pathetic. Very quiet. I'm trying to get it. <laughs> gonna talk, gonna talk about walking dead. <laughs> Yeah, they're both okay. <laughs> um, no, I'm actually caught up on both the show and the comic. Unlike last episode I was on where I said I was going to and I didn't. Um, I, for, like, maybe the first time ever, I can say I like the where the show is more than where the comic is. Oh, really? Whoa. Uh, I saw sh- Abra- a picture of Abraham on the show. Yeah. Freaked me out. And they introduced the gay guys now on yep. the show? Uh, okay. And that, yeah, a lot of people were really been out of shape about that. Why? Well, gay like, people on my television! Like they thought gay people wouldn't survive the apocalypse or something? Yeah. Or? Um, and like all... I'm pretty sure there was a lesbian... Per- there was a lesbian on the show like the previous season. I can't remember. I can't remember exactly, but it's like... That's a really weird thing to be angry about, mm-hmm. um, and and plus those t- the the that that character is like it's he's one of the more interesting characters because they're now in Alexandria, and I mean this is something they do a little bit in the comic where it's like yeah, Rick's kind of more fucked up than a lot of the like so called people who should be evil. Um, in the comic? In the comic. Mm. But I think the show kind of does better because you get to like see this group of people. And because it's like a big ensemble cast, it's a large group of people kind of being the crazier people in this new civilization. But then it also paints the the, the other side where everyone in Alexandria is so inept and has no idea what life is like in like They the got zombie soft because they got it yeah. inside those walls all the time. Yeah. And the book is... The uh, book is, I mean... They are in a kind of similar place because they're in the hilltop uh, community. Mm-hmm. Um, the one where Maggie moved to before all that yeah, war. Yeah, but um, okay. it's kind of really weird and disjointed because, like, the most recent issue, um, it's largely about Carl, who, um, spoiler, this is like an issue The molecular man! There you go. Ooh, so, still timed. It, oh, like it was like a, an issue or two ago, but you guys... <laughs> Carl, the molecular man? Carl finally got stank on his hangdown. Oh, yes. Yeah. In the show? Oh, no. On, in the, on, in the, in the comic, comics. yes. Sorry. Well, yeah, because he's like 16 in the comic while no, the meanwhile on the show. He's like, I almost think the time jump was specifically for Carl in the show. I, that shit's going to happen. Well, yeah. He's going to um, grow super well, fast I mean, on the screen. Time has been jumping already for Carl, the actor. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the show is like... 
the show is finally like integrating Carl with other kids, mm-hmm. which I mean it, it, it's more interesting than anything they've done with him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, that was what, that's one of my favorite things the comic ever did is show like how what an impact this has on children who grow yeah. up. And Carl's like the only bosses. kid there in the show who's like really like. Lived in the, yeah, and everyone else just like I, I, I'm betting in the show Carl didn't murder another kid. No, but he, he did murder his mom. Like he was the one who had, oh, okay. he was the one who had to like take like uh, put down his mom in the show. Whereas in the I comic, see. it was completely different. Yeah, was this you didn't know this? About how they no, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, the person who killed uh, the mom in the comic was the woman from the first season of the game. The one really. who steals your RV. Yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, right. yeah, the, the the comic is kind of in this weird meandering, meandering place because, like, Carl is kind of off doing his own thing. Maggie is still sort of the leader of, like, the Hilltop uh, community. Oh, boy. And Rick, I haven't, like, seen him in, like, two or three issues, so he's, I think well, he's... He looks uh, like he's kind of losing it a little bit. Yeah, so, I, like, he just, like, went out and, like, I'm... I forget he's going to look for something, but, like... Smacks around a couple of his subordinates and yeah. kind of rude about it. I really, I, I really do like that comic. I, fr- I thought I was all caught up, but I think I'm. But the show is like it's it's kind of because they're at Alexandria now. Mm-hmm. I think the I I just have the feeling that the season's going to end with Negan. Yeah, dude, I cannot it's got wait to. to I heard they, yeah, I they they got it. He, when he appeared in the comic, I was like, they made this guy for the show. Yeah, and there's like little hints here. This in the, guy will be yeah. such a show, dude. Yeah, wasn't there a hint of like Glenn picking up a bat or something? Like, I, uh, I, I think so. Happened. Yeah, and All there's right. like like things that are like written on the wall, literally like <laughs> the writing goes on the wall. Willie Fresh yeah. keeps giving me shit. Tell it, say something nice about the Flash. So. Uh, Brett <laughs> liked it. We, oh, I was telling him that like a power seems really risky to like watch and get involved. Flash with. is great. Whereas, whereas I hear Flash is getting better. All it the embraces time. all that the hokey silliness of the. I saw the Professor and Zoom outfit great. and like it's great. Holy shit! You actually went for it. Is Professor Zoom man the Reverse Flash on the show? I am so proud of you. <laughs> it's good. And uh, I, I haven't watched the final Agent Carter, but I'm on the I'm at the penult- I finished the penultimate. Uh, it's good. I really like Agent Carter a lot. Oh, I also I read the first half of the new uh, Sex Criminal Strike. Oh mm. fuck, I read yeah, volume two, real good. Yeah. Okay, let me have that too. Uh, I'll get to you when I'm done. All right, so you know this has been back. this has been a long opening segment, but that's all right because we'll have a shorter second one. No, no super spotlight, but we have got a ton of news to talk about and your answers to last week's question of the week on the other side. Hey everybody, welcome to the break for this week's episode of Cape Crisis. I want to thank you all for listening. And again, uh, let me just tell you that if you want to help out the podcast, the podcast uh, page where it goes, it's at home, lasertimepodcast.com. There's a lot of ways you can do it, but especially this week, the way you want to do it is to go to uh, the homepage and check out the link to the commentary packs we are selling now. It is Cartoons in the Real World Movie Pack where we recorded original commentary tracks for um, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Space Jam, and if you pay more than $5, Cool World. You get that too. So, uh, you know, as Chris will explains better on the page and in this week's episode, Laser Time's in a bit of a financial bind at the moment and could really use your help. So if you were to 
purchase one of those commentary tracks, you'd get a cool bunch of new audio from us, and uh, you'd be helping out the, the, the site. So all that would be great. Again, check it out. Uh, also, you know, go to iTunes, review and subscribe, all that stuff. All very helpful to Cape Crisis. And now lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. Uh, you know, I am actually really, I like the new Batgirl book a bit. I, I am, am really getting into it, and I am glad I finally given it a shot. So I'm going to link to the new Batgirl collection. Uh, you know, get that on Amazon. You can buy it through a link on the page. Uh, click on it or buy anything through that link, and a little bit of the money goes to Laser Time. And uh, no extra charge to use. Check all that out. And now, back to the rest of the show. Hey, welcome back to the second half of this episode of Cape Crisis, and I wanted to start with... uh, a funny clip of uh, Patton Oswalt that uh, he did He's an interview best. for, uh, what was it, Screen Junkies? Silver I Screen Junkies. So, yeah. Oh, so, no, no, Silver Screen Fiend is, he is book. Yeah, Screen Junkies is who he's interviewing with. Got it. And uh, this is just a bunch of random questions they had for him, but this was the one that really struck me. What do you think of the DC movies going gritty while Marvel is more lighthearted? Listen, there's nothing wrong with going gritty if your source material is gritty. It's why the, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies are great. Yeah. It's why the TV series Arrow is great. But if something is bright and primary colored and hopeful, you got to embrace that. That's why, you know, one of the reasons that I didn't think this, the last two Spider-Man movies um, didn't work, despite of, of Andrew's great work in yeah. those, was they went dark and gritty. Spider-Man is primary colors in the daylight. That's why... The Christopher Reeve movie is so timeless. The first one, he is absolutely positive. He, you know, he's not oh, brooding. Yeah. You know, he's not dark. He's not self-important. So, and, and that would give him and Batman something to fight over. But the way it looks, right? And maybe I'm wrong. But all that art, they just look brooding. Brooding meets brooding meets brooding. It looks like three goths hanging out in a candle store. That's what the right. new that one looks there. like. And then the... Do- Hang on, no, I gotta hear where he's going with that. Alright. Right. Aquaman wait. thing, he looks like the, he auditioned to be the lead singer of Derek War. Skinner wanted to know, what do you think of the new Aquaman? Lay it on us. It looks like he wanted, he auditioned to replace Rob Zombie in his <laughs> band, and Rob went, yeah, that's, you look a little too silly. Aquaman should be be like a big, funny, like brawling. He should almost be like Quint in Jaws. He should just be this <laughs> yeah. big brawling, you know, like pirate captain type. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Now what you've got take. four distinct possibilities just banging into each other. You could. I, I'm just sick of hero. Is this my camera? I'm sick of seeing superheroes. Do they? Is this the only pose they have? <laughs> brooding look to uh, the camera pose. Oh, and they cut oh. to Alex from A Clockwork Warren. Yeah, it's the. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, that was. It's a great interview. That's his. He, he was just voicing a lot of the concerns I have. I've mm-hmm. had for a while about the DC films that we've whined about so much on here. But it is like I think it's really just a Zack Snyder thing. It's a Zack really, Snyder yeah. thing, and he's heading it up. But I hope 
the myriad of different DC properties means different flavors, and I think mm. Marvel's done a bit of that, but I think DC could do it better. Yeah, I don't. Well, but just, Snyder is—he is the director of Batman versus Superman and the Justice League. Films. I know, but so it, like, what are the things really he used setting to be, the tone? He's known for is his ability to like mix genres like that. That Dawn of the Dead remake is excellent. On, I'm it, sorry to give him credit for, credit for that. That was a decade ago. That was like, <laughs> right, was, but, like. It was a long time ago now. All right. Well, su- in Sucker Punch, he... This is where you'll help me with tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I mean, I liked the Watchmen movie, but... I did. I, I do like It the was Watchmen weirdly... It, it seemed weirdly reined in mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of colorful. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't seen it in a long yeah. time, but I didn't feel... What as we said? Well, I guess that source material is closer to what he has worked with yeah. anyway. So stop it! I might watch it tonight. Well, if we talk end, about it too much. Well, and we, uh, like I said in the beginning of this episode, I think the, the maybe six the years opening, old. By the way, I think the opening of Watchmen is like the best part of it, and it's the thing he made up. Like it was an original idea of having all those flashbacks mm-hmm. set to times are changing. Like that, that was a new idea for Watchmen. Right, it was but one I of the will best also say. That, what I could watch forever in that movie is the Dr. Manhattan sequence, which is yeah. my favorite part of the book, and it's my yeah. favorite part of the movie because it's done mm-hmm. so well. As, yeah. I, as I get older, I'm identifying with different characters mm-hmm. every time I read it. Like, when I was an angry young man who was like, God's, God's bullshit, man. That was, <laughs> then, then Rorschach was totally my favorite character. Now now I'm feeling more like either Dreiberg or, or Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Like, I, have an, I have an important question. What is the worst... Musical cue in any comic book uh, filmed medium because I oh, think think of Leonard Cohen and I'm thinking of that from Watchmen, but I'm also uh, thinking of Evanescence how, is worse. But how does it feel? Is a very very hot rookie. How does it feel from it's, Powers? It's fresh in our minds, though. I'd say the Leonard. He Cohen. literally just says, "How how does it feel?" And then that is bad. Well, like yeah. Oh boy, like Evanescence is bad, but nobody says like. Bring me to like, life, Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And they say, well, because they they didn't write the show for they didn't write the movie for that music. That music was was any music. They Peter, just slotted with in all this popular. killing and blood spilling. <laughs> <laughs> well, meanwhile, in 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 Watchmen, that was one hundred percent intentional. Like they probably like filmed the scene to that mm. music. Like that, that scene is something else. Ugh. And I and I love that song. I love that's an Bali is an amazing song, but to like have like a Cinemax sex scene to it is like the stupidest thing. Uh, uh, boy. Um, also in the news, as I said to read that John Cassidy will be is leaving the Star Wars book with issue six. Oh really? Yeah. Well, he's his art. He can produce maybe five issues a year, so he wasn't going to be a regular artist on it. I knew that as as well as anybody, but. Uh, he's being replaced by Stuart Amanen, who's, who's oh, a very good artist. Like, it's very different, though. It is very different. Like he's he's more of a guy who would draw an empire story than a rebel story. Like he, he's all shadows and darkness and hard lines. Like hmm. I think it's a dark side story what he would do. And and I don't mean the guy in Apocalypse. Uh, and then there was a couple. There was a bit of a kerfuffle on the internet about no. Uh, well, there were two things. So there was the um, cover to the Apple Watch. I know, I know, ten thousand dollars. I mean, come on, man. The, ten, right? Isn't that how much it is? No. And then ten thousand dollar watch. There's a ten thousand dollar version. All right, that's a lot. 
That's a lot of money, isn't it? Well, you know what the best part of it is? Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy it. Yeah, you know, nobody need, literally nobody <laughs> needs this. Um, but know that it was uh, Batgirl cover was one of them. Yeah, that so was weird. Not unlike uh, that. Um, I pulled up the cover now in case you guys, guys have not it seen it yet. It is unlike if you're going to mention the Spider-Woman cover. It is like the Spider-Woman cover in that it is a, an, a variant cover that would oh. not be seen by most people normally. Yes. Uh, but is seen by everybody because it was advertised with it. And it is a variant cover that is off-brand from the series, and it feels counter to what the series is about. And I didn't... Didn't you just say they're rebooting it and changing the I, Yes, but and this is cover old again. Batgirl. So the look cover... Because I didn't... I people saw who it, can't see the cover with us right now. I saw is, it and immediately thought people are reading a little too much into this. Because um, you know it instantly comes up, it's Joker of uh, what do you call it? It is a kill. It is a reference to the Killing Joke, where the Joker is in the the same outfit he was wearing when he shoots her I, in the it, spine. That's what I did with know. the gun. Yeah. he's holding her captive. At the implication, like it implies a lot of troubling imagery, which for the super positive, exciting, like effervescent vibe of current Batgirl comics, mm-hmm. it is totally counter to that yeah. the message of that cover is totally counter I, to it i initially saw the image and thought like oh great here we go again fucking mm-hmm. fucking people am i right but then like the more i read into it yeah i didn't i don't read the same things from this image that you do and mm-hmm. you are probably the batgirl fans and if this isn't good for batgirl the mm-hmm. public has spoken and dc pulled the cover and well, no, actually, the official story is that the artist, the artist on it asked it to be taken down. Mm-hmm. So, if you want it, there are conspiracy theories of like, oh, they DC made him do it to save face or whatever. But it was, he says, it, and he did it for reasons of like he thought it, he didn't want, he didn't like the messaging that it appeared to be, I which is like, and that's that's because I felt I saw the image, felt fine with it. Read some thoughts on it. That was not my takeaway from the image, but if that is what it's conjuring in your head, is probably a bigger Batgirl fan than me. Mm-hmm. Then maybe this isn't appropriate. Well, and the, dis- the idea should yeah. be to sell Batgirl, and why would anybody want something that's detrimental or harmful yeah. to Batgirl or would not get people? Well, in the and it's such a creepy, it's such a creepy image, which is I'm like the intention. That, that image is, is like one of the most inno- innocuous things I have ever seen personally. The the scene it is suggesting is like but one of the most fucked up right. scenes they've ever in Batman history. Because like. what it's supposed to apparently what it's supposed to it's a reference to is a Killing Joke picture where he's taking nude pictures of her after paralyzing. He her. he uh. he is wearing the outfit he wears when he does it he, with the gun he shoots her with, and here he's holding her hostage yeah. in this picture. Like it's a screwy image. I like, think it's cool that that image exists, and we've all seen it. And maybe it doesn't need to be on store. And shelves. it's more popularized than ever. Like, but it was like it. It just feels like one of those things that they, if everybody involved was looking at this, it wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like somebody would say, like, "Well, no, that doesn't fit for where we're going with Becca right now." So we don't it, want that is it cover. part of a story? Like, no, it, not at no. All. The alt cover is part of a. You know, they they do this all the time. Of like, and this month every alternate cover is this theme, and the theme is Joker, and so it was just a Joker cover, and that's the that's the image the artist came up with. Now, and Killing Joke is. One, you know, one of the most important Joker stories ever, and his most important connection, like or significant connection, mm-hmm. with Batgirl. So, if you're going to make a Batgirl alternate cover that's Joker focused, I get that. Mm-hmm. But these days, especially like bringing up that scene and like making it the Joker cool in that mm-hmm. circumstance, like 
That makes me uncomfortable. Like I think, I, I think seeing her subverted and the fact that she is crying in the image that's also that, that goes up a bit. Yeah, it's 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 putting it a little out there because but again, it doesn't affect me at all, not in the slightest. Well, yeah, if I'm saying it gave me like you know, it upset me to the point of I like, initially had and still up, have yeah. no feelings towards this cover. It seems yeah, it doesn't upset completely me. acceptable to me. But the idea that I, I'm I'm not reading Batgirl, I don't get to weigh in as heavily uh, as mm-hmm. the rest of the people who might be upset by it. Well, I don't know who it was, but there was some imager. It's like an imager conversation mm-hmm. of, a, of somebody's iPhone, mm-hmm. and I, I was just linked to it, so I don't know the context of who. But it's like a you know an iPhone mm-hmm. blue box, gray box. Somebody talking, and they're saying like, "What do you, what do you think about this?" And the name's grayed out, so I don't know if it's actually someone of significance or what, and that's why they're just graying it out because that person doesn't want to get pulled into it. But it was like, it's like, it's this does like it deserves to exist because it's art, and that's going to get different reactions mm-hmm. from people. Your reaction's not going to be the same as someone else. They're completely within their rights, mm-hmm. and but it if you're going to do that, you have to be prepared for the people who are gonna mm-hmm. who are going to react negatively to it, or it's going to trigger something in them in a negative way. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know it's just it's a it's a conversation about art mm-hmm. and not I don't know well, it, no, was, it, it was it was a very it was a very thoughtful that's, response that's a lot of the the responses I some of because the, the person I was hate. like I don't like it personally it's like, but it's like because I don't like it is not a reason some to of the condemnation was exist. like how did DC think this is going to be okay I'm like because everything I read about this this is a super deep reference to one of the most famous things that's ever happened to her and like I bet they just thought like this is just a nice reference the fans will get this that's or what the, I would the artist said. who made it who apparently made it separate like. The creator Cameron Stewart, one of the co-writers on the book, mm-hmm. he was under—he says he was unaware of its existence until it got the solicits went out for it. Yeah. Like he, he. So I would doubt he would have been okay with that being like made, you know. And I don't know. I, I, I still feel like when it comes to variants, man, like kind of all bets are off. That 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 uh, is definitely pushing it. Like because I, yeah. I I don't instantly see the things that people derive from that image, but mm-hmm. like. But I also think it, it it I didn't like it too because it brought up in me the feeling of like I'm not I like the killing joke less and less each year and mm-hmm. I think I think it is a very important book and like one of the most gorgeous books ever like Brian Boland does all mm-hmm. the interior work in it and he only ever does color covers it was so cool to see it and it's got some of like the best lines a joker's ever got and it's like the point of the story is the joker goes too far mm-hmm. and so he has so to do something Batman. shocking and people even said, you know, it's not the sex thing. Like, he also strips Gordon naked and does weird stuff with him. I'm like, fine, okay, there's a quality in it. But it's just like, it, to, to take, when you take the Joker too far, but then you also want the Joker to be the cool villain that, that, mm. that guys like and want to see on a T-shirt. You, okay, you gotta, but you got to sell a T-shirt. Yeah, you got to sell T-shirts of him. Then, then you remind people, like, he shot a girl in the stomach. He, he cr- shot a girl... St- uh, crippled her and then stripped her naked and photographed her that's effed up like mm-hmm. that's effed up to put on a cereal box or be a playable character in Lego Batman it is <laughs> but, you, but can you also see the pushback from longtime fans where like no that's who the Joker is well I also think what the Joker we, can we be anything like he's a fictional character Kinda, yeah. like, which also means that this was fiction too like killing joke it do- maybe it doesn't count anymore or whatever but <laughs> Well, it doesn't count at all, does it? No, she her no. It actually extra counts because mm. if they take away her oh, history of being She's in a wheelchair, Oracle. that's kind of a that's. that's oh, and I, I didn't know yeah. that in in the current Batgirl, she 
she actually did come back to life. She was crippled by the Joker and Oracle. There's, there's a difference between coming back to life and getting back the use of her legs. But oh. yes, <laughs> she used to be in a wheelchair and got back the use got of it. her legs. Yes, Got it. I thought, but, I thought she may have been dead as well. No. Well, I didn't know. I just thought the New 52 like threw out what it needed to and didn't acknowledge certain You know, well, that was that was a point Gail Simone did in the book, which mm. was she could have just rest- rebooted entirely. It seemed but like she, she thought, had license to do that. But she thought that would be wrong to to her disability of like mm. to pretend, oh, new universe, you're not disabled anymore. The end. And like that didn't feel earned. So but but she did say in that universe they that is like has slightly better than uh, than our tech mm-hmm. that somebody built a way to get her legs to work again and to repair her spine, mm-hmm. which in the real world, and then that was, there are times where people's spines but that can was part be part of the complaints. Like long time back, girl fans, like this is something that's acknowledged. She came back from the incident of the Killing Joke. This mm-hmm. is something that haunts her, and, yeah. and, whereas not something I had just wrongly assumed it had been uh, whitewashed. It's not been retconned. It's been no, retconned. Still, it is like our darkest thing to make a. They just never make celebratory covers of it either mm. anymore. Like, it's just... It's, I, I, yeah. I maintain that I still like the idea that that is a cover. I like and, the idea that that now, image was yeah. commissioned. But yeah. I don't read it the same way. Not a background. It could also fan. be a thing on Deviant. It could be, it could be what t- I'm saying is, who cares what I hmm. think? <laughs> Thank you for listening. About time. You admitted that. Um, Whereas well, the other story, I'll wait on. Well, then, speaking <laughs> of men's thoughts who are stupid... Yeah. All right, so Eric Larson, who, like, Brett and I grew up reading Eric Larson comics. I probably did, too. I just didn't know who he was. So, he, like, he did the art on all the the Spider-Man books from about, like, three... Amazing 320... 320-something, I would think. To 350. Right right, right after McFarlane... 320. (laughs) Right after McFarlane, like, revitalized Mm -hmm. Amazing with his run. And then Larson was the next hot shit artist. Larson was next in line, and, like, he was... uh, May not have read this. And his, his style is very, like... The, the embodies the entire 90s in comics. It is very 90s, but it also feels like it's drawn by a, a a very talented 14-year-old. Like, <laughs> Stop it. No, I mean this it's, in the it's nicest way. Like it's like it's drawn like, for very talented. Well, it's drawn well, a talented guy for 14-year-olds. Well, but also, like, Savage Dragon, mm-hmm. Savage Dragon and other characters in it, like Megaton mm-hmm. and this alien dude that's in it, they were all ideas he had when he was, like, a child mm-hmm. that he just made into comics. And so... That's I say this in a positive way that this was, that his his books were kind of childish like his mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sinister Six that he wrote Man. and drew in Spider Man. It just had it. It is a nonsensical story where like it is like when I would play with don't my... fit together. <laughs> it like was that. like if I would play with my toys as a kid, it was yeah. just like wait, let me reach in the toy box. It doesn't matter who I pull out; <laughs> they're now part of the story. And it's yeah. like, does Solo and Deathlock need to be in? Like yeah. they don't. What about Gog? <laughs> Yes, get him in here. Good old game. So, and Eric Larson has, unlike all the other image dudes who, who he's an image founder. He's like the longest running independent comic. He's, he's still been drawing it. Producer, two hundred issues. I concurrently, he's still the one. The Cer- Cerberus, Cerberus went yeah. to three hundred, but he's over two hundred. And yeah, his and Savage Dragon is silly, and not a lot of people read it. But I was glad he was plugging away at his stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Eric Larson, who has since quit Twitter. He went on Twitter and had some thoughts about costume redesigns, partially because a bunch of DC outfit redesigns went live, mm-hmm. including or were revealed, including one that's like full body armor for Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. while Superman is actually wearing less than Wonder Woman. Like Wonder Woman is like covered from head to toe, 
in an interesting new outfit. I, eh, I'm not kind of either way on on the new Wonder Woman outfit. Don't weigh in. You could be next in the hunt, Hank. So Eric, man, boy. All right. So Eric Larson says things like, "I'm tired of the big two placating." a vocal minority at the expense of the rest of the paying audience by making more practical women outfits. Simply put, there aren't, they aren't, these aren't very good costumes. They're bulky and clumsy and unattractive. Largely the argument are either, the arguments are either nobody would dress like that, to which I point out the thousands of cosplayers who, uh, the thousands of cosplayers who clearly disagree, or that costume is impractical, to which I point out that many athletes who participate in sports and wear considerably less. And probably no leather jacket. Because bulky clothes actually hinder movement. <laughs> and in any case, argument. these are lines on paper. People can't fly in the real world or climb walls, and the notion that everything has to uh, strictly adhere to physical rules are bound to be abs- uh, bound by is absurd. So, let's see. Mostly, when I see unattractive new design for an established character, I can't help but think, why not just make up a new character? It's weird enough when they layer clothes on characters like Wonder Woman, but Spider Woman and Batgirl were already covered head to toe. And then he also says about Miss Marvel's outfit, mm-hmm. it's hideous. It's unflattering. It's not distinctive. It's unnecessarily cumbersome, awkward, and ugly. And only I kind of think it is only to his ugly, defense, like, but like I can't. I've been reading uh, several issues of that. Yeah, I don't know what the outfit is in my head. There's I, no, nothing special about it. Yeah, that I, I, can't I like it right because now. like it does seem a little cumbersome and, mm-hmm. and ugly, but it's like. She like, oh god, I was thinking of Captain Marvel. I, I, I knew Miss Marvel. Yeah, like yeah. she kind of threw it together though. So yeah, like it, it rem- like I like that about it. Like it feels like this also, is the what character is a teen. Like that probably makes, yeah. it makes sense for her character. Yeah, I love I love it. That like, we it's, were it's ridiculous. This like, argument bef- not argument beforehand, and like I I disagree with what he's saying, but I hate the amount of shit he's getting for it. Well, what I didn't like, what I didn't like about his defenses that he just kept going like, "No, you guys don't get it. You guys don't get it." I was like, "I think we do get it." Like you keep saying, "Twitter's not good enough for." Cameron Stewart had a good comeback to it where he's just like, "Well, let's talk about this more." And then he kept going like, "Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. You're not listening to me." He's like, "I'm quoting you back at yourself about the vocal minority thing. Why do you say that?" And then. And then Eric Larson just quits Twitter. And like, well, it's, nobody gets context. I can't even say. Celebrities of like, his stature are treated a little differently, and I would say somewhat unfairly on Twitter, where everything you have is like the meaning it is is instantly like has ten thousand pounds more weight than if you or I said something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and part of the reason I appreciate people cluing us into stuff, but like everybody's like, oh, you see what's happened with Larson right now, and like I thank you for cluing us in, but like it's also like you're doing that because it's like. Get the popcorn, guys, because some yeah. guy's about to blow up. And, like, we're all kind of celebrating. Well, this, like, look, yeah, I don't want to laugh. Well, I don't want to turn into laugh at the old guy. And that's, like, and yes. so, like, I love there's, there's the Bill Burr special on Netflix. Well, great. Laugh at the old guy is one thing, but get him, is it? <laughs> yes, there's, there's a great Bill Burr special. Bill Burr is hilarious. He has a, you know, put it way more articulate than me, but it's about, like, Donald, Ster- is Donald Sterling. He's the fucking Clippers yeah. dude. Yeah. And it's all about, what did you think that guy thought? <laughs> Nobody here is reading Savage Dragon, and if you were, you had every idea what Eric Larson's opinion well, was on, on outfits and if you've ever seen if you've ever seen a woman drawn by you like Eric Larson, you know what he you have every yeah. idea. He works on a book that works for a very niche portion of fucking uh, another niche, which is comic fans, and still does it. And that's I think it's beautiful that it mm-hmm. still has a place. It's not it doesn't look like modern art to me, but then that's 
Well, like his his Mary I'm Jane, his Mary Jane had the most like the extreme most figure of any Mary Jane drawing. All machine. I can remember is the clothes. Like, well, which is they the, had the eighty, they had yeah, just the eighties, the late eighties, early nineties clothes didn't do any favors because it was just huge shoulders everywhere. When but. she had the like were, the biggest hair ever. Yeah, the hair was out of control. People were saying, and old he, people were. Did super you hear what old. he said? And then like, I don't have any choice but to like Google stuff unless someone sends me a link, and I Google it, and like all I see are a bunch of like takedowns on Eric Larson, and I only see a couple of tweets. I'm like, this is just an old comics writer who makes comics stating his opinion. On something, why? Why first? Why would you pretend that like he would think exactly like you? <laughs> given well, that this is how how long his, comics has been like this. His complaint to me. All right, finish your thoughts. Uh, I, I don't. I, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, but, but his complaint to me. All right, look at that. Look at that, Mary Jane. By and I, again, Larson, by saying I kind of disagree with him. Yeah, just well, like just like you guys do. But why does he? But why does he have to agree with you? No, the my, he actually makes comics. I'm not my. I'm not commanding. He agree with me. My I am. I want on him. the internet. She's like, we'll show Eric Larson. <laughs> Let's get him. Here's what it would look like a Stephen Dragon is in a fucking well, realistic outfit. All right, like we'll show. We'll then I would say. Then Larson. what is? Then what's the other thing? To just be silent and no, let him no, just I, say. I don't what disagree he, like, with that either. Yeah, but there like, is this stupid, weird popcorn fiasco. See, even the fucking progressive left, which I am on the side of, that comes across as uh, bullish and awful. That I do want to. Can't stop pointing that out. How you can be right and still be shitty. Yeah, so it's a sore winner. Yeah, yes, you're being a sore. You're winning. Like we're progressives. Everything's coming out better for us. Things are progressing rapidly. And just take down this old man who works in this small comic. All right, he is also the co-president of two of Image, which is a giant company. Image is not guilty of the things he's talking about. No, no, he's talking. What? Are you justifying so you can get mad and yell about this? No, he's co-president. No, it was a gross thing to say. Like I wasn't. It doesn't matter it. if it's a gross thing to say. We should live in an environment where people say gross things and yes, disagree no, with. No, well, that's then he should just say the Batgirl design doesn't give me a boner anymore, and I like and Spider Woman is something <laughs> I like I boners. Wanna, yeah, I want to jerk off to this, and I can't. Just say that. Don't say do you vocal think, minority. The PC police are doing it to placate people. And you who don't. think the res- that, that's bullshit? You think the responses levied at him were so uh, lighthearted and level headed that he quit Twitter over it? Uh, you, it's ev- you, it's not his fault. It's everybody. I'm not saying fault. he's. I'm not saying he's right. I'm Maybe he has too thin of a skin. Huh? You think about that? I, whatever, whatever you're doing, I'm sure hashtag it on Tumblr to go over great there. But I am saying you can be shitty and be for the right thing, and like, and you made someone quit Twitter, which probably means you got a bulk of people acting awful towards yeah, him when he, he pro- stated his opinions. Well, that's exactly what Twitter is. Twitter kind is of. to to be shit on by everybody. Kind like, of. That's that is. I he shared opinions on Twitter like that. I actually want to call everybody a fucking pussy from here on out. If you're going to say something shit at me on Twitter, have a picture of your goddamn face and your real name, <laughs> assholes. Oof, boy, I have the balls to sit there do, do, to speak on mic and have my real picture there and fucking some Naruto third-tier character is going to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Bullshit! I, I, so I just... Yeah, come back, like, look, come back on that. I just think... I think Larson is wrong. Like, that is my point. That, yeah, yeah you, I think that he like he should draw. I hope he never stops doing yeah. Savage Dragon. I hope he doesn't. And exactly that it is just is is and it's his I'll jerk never off read, material. I'll never read it. Yeah. It'll never get another reader, and that's what he has to live with. Mm. But he's already living with that. <laughs> it could have been very easily pointed out at him. Instead, it really was this bizarre torch and pitchfork thing over an old man who said something that wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we treat our creators. <laughs> well. Uh, I don't feel I, that way anymore. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> what was the trigger for this? Like what? The, like he saw that, the new Batgirl all the new ba- all the new designs. Like the new, I think it was the Wonder Woman design that, that was the first one he mentioned. But it was this all the costume redesigns. It was one costume redesign, too, one too many, and that he felt again. I will say that they were impractical and ugly outfits that. Uh, we're placating, quote, placating a vocal minority at the expense of the rest of the paying audience by making more practical women's outfits. But like, which is a I, weird. That, that, that yeah, that it is does. A, it does. It's the, a thinly veiled. Like that's not. That's not sexy, and I don't like it. It shows it. It it sets well, off it, dog whistles to me because it seems to show like this conspiracy theory his, he has of like. The real people who buy comics are me and guys like me, because and they're making danger. this for people who aren't me. He's in danger. Right. He's done what he knows for mm-hmm. so long, and he's and like a really great artist, Mister Larson, does change with his audience, <laughs> and, and like he's not doing a good job at that. Pretty much, but draws it's like, exactly. It's also it's also 90s. unfair to expect that of your art. like. He's, well, I saw Kelly Sue DeConnick had a great comeback to it. Which the whole was point just of like, Savage Dragon is that it's frozen in yeah. time. I'm going to pull this up at exactly uh, Kelly Sudeikis. I think we made all the points we're going to make. In yeah, episode. we're yeah. talking about this so. too much. Like, I disagree with him. I like that the costumes find a balance between practical and attractive. All mm. of the guys' costumes are that way. All the girls' costumes Sometimes. are that way. And then there's it's, like, a, a, it's, a, it's like, yeah, they don't have to be... Oh no! Also, what character wears a leather jacket? Like, is this one of the, the Superboy? Super, yeah, yeah, Superboy, right. Spider Woman, the new Spider Woman costume. Uh, so Jubilee. like, so like Rogue, <laughs> Rogue Jubilee, yeah. and, and I don't have I so just, the coolest one. I mean, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Again, uh, like those flags don't fly off in my head because, in order to endure superhero stuff, I've accepted that co- costumes are silly, mm-hmm. and like yeah. I don't, I don't, but I don't I, break I don't it down I, like that. I've and liked I, it way more when it's like. Well, there's practical. There's impractical means many different things. There's impractical because like, how's she gonna do karate kicks and that? But there's also impractical and like, you're mostly skin right now, is, and, and that's also not practical. There's a balance so you balance those things. Practicality. Of like, it's it's wrestlers, right? It's the same with wrestlers. <laughs> you need the, like, there needs to be a look, and there needs to be a skill, and there needs mm-hmm. to be a costume that accentuates what you have. Whatever. Rusev can't even wipe his own ass. There's no nothing practical <laughs> about his body. But his <laughs> outfit makes him look wider. So uh, but I, I think it's a, it's a balance between practicality and, and, and idealism. Uh, that, that comic characters are always drawn to be ideal human specimens, and people are starting to have issues with what that means for the female form, and that's mm-hmm. perfectly fine yeah. in a discussion that should take place, because... I just don't like it when it's, like, gross. Yeah, when it, because, because when it's, like, this time, impossible waste with a huge the ideal rack, female and she's, form, like, turning and I can see her ass and her boobs at the same time, time. The only people looking at the ideal female form in comics were straight white men, like, yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> that seems about right. No waste. Get rid of the waste. I want this. I want it to be tits and ass and then Rayman in between. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. The last week's question of the week was what is your favorite non-continuity book uh, comic book that was written I'll read a few here we got Rad Mardigan saying does issue 8 of Count Duckula guest starring Geraldo Rivera count <laughs> that's an issue if so that <laughs> what cry me Rivera it's called Oh I I own this issue for some reason. Never read it, but its existence is enough for me to give it the nod. <laughs> uh, to the Matt Cave says it would be a cross. Uh, it would be a toss up between Batman Mask crossover or the Batman Spider Man crossover. Both feature featured the Joker and tell fun stories. The Joker putting on the mask is great, and seeing him team up with Carnage is also pretty fantastic. Uh, Stephen Colbert. Uh, oh wait, sorry. Stephen Colbert didn't say it. Raccoon Hale said Stephen Colbert. It says, one could argue that he is the only person in real life to have a non-canonical adventure for years. But also, he was Captain America for a little bit and saved Spider-Man by borrowing his spider powers for a while. Wow. 
Uh, Zap Rousdower says uh, Batman Spawn. Batman Spawn, I believe it was another one called War Devils. Far-fetched. Yes, but they were really entertaining. Not sure if anyone else has read them. Better be thinking of your non-continuity issue. And Young Punks says Batman versus... A lot of Batman versus... Uh, Batman vs. Aliens 2, where some guy mixes Joker DNA with a xenomorph Whoa. to make a creature that Whoa. will keep out, to make a creature that will keep Arkham inmates in line. The, uh, the this comic comic was off the dumbass scale. <laughs> uh, which, I have to Google that when we're that done. is really great. Well, that also segues good into this week's question of the week, which, which is, is what Hank. Uh, are there any books you remember that you enjoyed as a kid that you're embarrassed about now? Or that you're like, ooh, or just not even as a kid, but like a while ago, that now when you go back to them that you remember it as like, oh, this was an amazing book, and now you're like, ooh, I, boy. I talk glowingly about Rom the Space Knight because I have not revisited it. And I have a feeling were I to do that... <laughs> I would feel differently, so I will not probably. Mm-hmm. Thank God I don't have the option other than pure piracy. Uh, you know, I think mine is going to be Cyber Force oh, because boy. it was Mark Silvestri who who is uh, Todd McFarlane. Composer of Back to the Future. Todd McFarlane <laughs> is to Eric Larson yeah. what Jim Lee is to Mark Silvestri. Yeah. Mark Silvestri took over X Men after Jim Lee and drew Jim Lee ish type art, but in his own way, and he yeah. was almost as popular. Yeah. And so then he went on to make Cyber Force, which is basically like there was already Wildcats, and yet he ma- he decides, no, I'm also going to make an X Men comic. And the members of it are a dude named Ripclaw, who is Native American <laughs> Wolverine. With healing factor and claws, oh <laughs> a guy named I believe his name was Sidearm, who has uh, one arm on one side and four arms on the other side, 30, three 30 of which are cybernetic. <laughs> uh. um, and then another uh, young uh, speedster on the team named Velocity, who was actually uh, she was kind of cool. And then like it was all just pat and ridiculous and like terribly <laughs> written, but like I loved it at the time. I and in, I must have reread like thirty different issues of it. Like yeah, it was such a good time. Now, like just seeing sidearm the dude with four arms on one side of his body, two of which are cyborg <laughs> arms that used to be real arms until he lost his real arms. Like, so he did have four arms there. Too. He yeah, was he a mutant. He's like Jackson Goro mixed together. Everybody was a mutant, and then he lost those three arms. Uh, he lost two of his forearms, and they be, were replaced with robo arms. And they all were growing out of the shoulder. Of one, way, arm. of one arm, of one arm, in like in ways that musculature did not make sense. Right. Well, that's the thing with Goro. You're like he doesn't have shoulders. Like those, <laughs> those, other, like, those other arms aren't going to work. I'm going to need to see pictures <laughs> of this. All right. Anybody else? Um, this isn't a comic per se, but I think I was way too into the Lois and Clark TV show with <laughs> Terry Hatcher and Dean Cain. Uh, yeah. Just I, an era of like me enjoying way too much shows that were simply just because I had, like, read or watched them before. Like, mm. I think that happened around the same time as say by the Bell of the College years. Oh, so also, like, why I, am I watching this? I constantly reread the a promotional Kool-Aid Man comic. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I did that with Jell-O Man. Oh. <laughs> with his, his uh, dog? Wobbly. Whoop. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm, I read it over and uh, over and over. Uh, I, I remember, I remember that vividly. It's Jello Man uh, <laughs> the commercials. Then he's, he was in a ton of comics interstitials. Uh, I think I sang some lyrics when Ninja Gaiden Two came out. The ending song. Uh, there oh, were some, some lyrics to that. Oh, wow! About 
It's not a full song at all. It's just me saying Jello Man and Wobbly to the tune of the... <laughs> wobbly, wobbly. They just, those reminded me of um, the one scene in The Simpsons where uh, Millhouse is looking for the cheapest thing in the comic book store to use the bathroom. And comic book guy is like, uh, I can sell you this Hamburglar comic. The jumble has already been filled out. The answer is fries. <laughs> they feel Hamburglar comic. Uh, all right, so yeah, tell us what um, comic you remember loving as a kid that you are now embarrassed by, uh, and put it in the forums for this week's Question of the Week. A link to be to it will be on this week's episode page, mm. uh, where you'll find also a bunch of other suggestions of great stuff to get through our Amazon links, but there's other things on Laser Time. Like Laser Time this week, which we did a show. People have been bugging us for a long time, and I didn't want to do it because it seemed too spoiler-heavy of like mm-hmm. final episodes. So we did a show about the weirdest final seasons, where mm. uh, seasons of television shows really deviated, maybe got, went off the rails, maybe went through a time jump, maybe are called Lost. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, we reco- I listened to that, and I was like, man, it feels like we recorded this a million years ago. So, like, well, wait. it was recorded a little in advance. We talked about Parks and Rec like it's still in the air. Well, yeah. like, the oh, the f- new season, of the final season of Parks and Rec just started. Like, it's I think a great I might final season. That. No, it, it really is. But uh, well, I saw the last episode, a couple of the episodes. God, the last you don't one. know. What? You, Shut the fuck up! I watched say. the episode. Look at you, geek girl, and me over here. Um, anyway, <laughs> yes, uh, laser. Please listen to Laser Time on that note, and uh, also <laughs> donate to the commentary packs. Dave, new uh, cheap podcast this week, um, and also been doing a lot of streams and stuff. Uh, with this guy, yeah, VG Empire's video game music podcast. Uh, it's usually every two weeks. We just did an episode. Uh, it was at PAX East, so we did one uh, about Vandal Hearts with our friend Patrick Kulikowski. Uh, he hel- he hosted the panel I was on at PAX uh, about game music, which is online now, right? Which is online. Uh, you can look up his YouTube account, Patrick Kulikowski. Um, I, really cool. I also posted it on VG Empire and on the Laser Time Facebook page. Um, yeah, you can check that out. Last episode was PS1 series Vandal Hearts. Um, prior to that, we did uh, other stuff. Just check it out, VGEmpire.com. And there's also a video game Apocalypse, the regular Ooh. video game podcast this on the channel. This week, all too. about terrible Irish accents. <laughs> Honor of St. Paddy's Day. Uh, all right, and that's it for this week. So, you know, check out all that. Be sure again, the, the Laser Time podcast uh, commentary drive. Check that out, dudes. Uh, dudettes and whatever. And so until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior.